Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. Joining me right now, uh, Lidblog.com's Jeff Dunnitz, who is uh, very well connected to all of the uh, best sources of information about what's going on in Israel and Gaza and uh, what's going on in terms of the political response to... Uh, I see you have my book there. Yeah, the-, yeah the, book that, the book that I wrote. That, uh, yeah, but I still wrote it. <laughs> we've been talking uh, about this for years oh yeah yeah this is an ongoing joke between jeff and i um jeff first off um you know i think everybody's angry and um very um very determined that um that this gets put to an end i mean this has been a horrendous week and the stories are still coming out and uh you know i I, I know that you know a lot of people in Israel, and I, I would imagine at this point there isn't a family that's untouched from from yeah, this from this um, invasion. I think everybody feels it. I mean, Ed, we've lived through a ton of wars, unfortunately. Have yeah. you ever heard a war where they've gone into children's room and cut off their head while they were alive? No. I mean, it's just unimaginable. Just the depravity, the exactly. absolute depravity. And you know what? What frustrates me, Jeff? Is that people are discounting the depravity, right? Well, you know, there's both sides are wrong, sort of thing. It's nonsense. This is nonsense. It's like saying both sides were wrong on 9-11. And to me, I mean, literally, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, you know, and I think everybody describes it wrong too, especially in the press. It's not Israel versus the Palestinians or Israel versus Muslims. It's Israel versus Hamas. And you can't put the whole group of Palestinians or Muslims in it because, you know, that kind of biases the whole story. True, but I think that you can say Israel versus Gaza because Hamas was elected by Gaza. That's also true. Yeah. Actually, they took over, they actually took it over um, from from, um, the Palestinian Authority. Because they they were running it and Hamas took it over. Now they're trying to take over Israel. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's always been the that's always been the plan, right? I mean, that's uh, I think what they were hoping. And the IDF is saying that um, that according to information that they had um, that they've recovered, that the plan was to actually hold ground in southern Israel and then apparently get a breakout from the Gaza zone to to expand their footprint in southern right. Israel and and probably to inspire Hezbollah and Syria to join in from the north and start a you know one of these full-scale wars that um you know Israel's had to fight in the past you know the Yom Kippur I war the next day war with yeah. the little skirmishes yeah i mean they as my mother would say want to share in the nachis you know they want to share in the fun of beating up Jews in Israel. You know, right. and little skirmishes coming from the Hezbollah in the north, from um, excuse me, from this from the east with um on the West Bank. And really, and that's Syria, and and they're lucky that Jordan isn't doing it from the east, but Jordan has a peace treaty. Right, right, and they're honoring it. 
Um, I, I mean, yeah. they're talking about Israel, you know, stopping the ground invasion too, just like the other Sunni nations are. I don't know if Saudi Arabia has been very vocal about that. Oh, I, I, I haven't heard. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you: has has Saudi Arabia said much about this so far? No, I didn't think so. Jordan's been saying negative things. That's because they're part of the squad. Yeah, you know, I think that part of that is just satisfying the the domestic population, right? I, I don't know that they expect Israel to take that seriously. Um, I just find it interesting that the Saudis really haven't said much at all. No. I think they're... Well, you got to stand something. The Saudis are really not Saudis. The kingdom took over the country a couple of hundred years ago. And there's still that division. So that they got to go right down the line and not be too pro-Israel. Right. No, I, I completely understand that. But, you know, I think if you got rid of Hamas in Gaza, it would uncomplicate things yes. a lot. And, and I think that... And the division is that some people say you got to go to Gaza and take it over forever. And that's not going to happen. You don't think so? No. Israel doesn't want to keep Gaza, but they do want to clean it out. And I don't mean clean it out by turning it into a parking lot. I mean, clean it out by getting rid of the bad guys. Okay, so this is a good discussion. How do you do that when the population there supports the bad guys? I mean, there's 2 million people in Gaza. And they were, they were until this week, up until maybe a minute ago, big-time Hamas supporters. Yes, but not all of them. I think they'll see the power of Israel. And Israel has a great, um, you know, um, almost like a, uh, oh God, a, 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 a squad that goes, uh, my brain is fried, excuse me, but uh, like, um, um, they have the uh, undercover armies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, they've got, you know, commandos and intel. Um, squads and I, I get that. I mean, this is sort of like the Allies in 1945 after they finally conquered Germany. You well, have to conquer. Is, it, so America is giving advice, but they're not coming in, and Israel doesn't want them to come in. I agree. Israel's always said no when they've gotten the offer. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think we do much good. We don't have the, you know, we don't have the intelligence for that. I, you know, honestly, the best thing that. The U.S. can do for Israel right now is to just stay out of the way, to to not interfere, to not tell them don't do this and don't do that, to let Israel do what needs to be done. And I think this is the first time that that the U.S. is going to do that in quite a long time because of the utter depravity of what took place this uh, this past week. And, and by the way, even as we're talking, they're still finding um, Hamas terrorists in Israel, I just saw something across the um, across Twitter like an hour or two ago, where um, the IDF um, captured another one that was still uh, hiding in there. So they they haven't even flushed all of them out of Israel. But I got to tell you something. You know, I'm not a fan of Biden. His speech the other day was the best pro-Israel speech that I've ever heard from a president, and 
I think he was honest and felt the pain of all those dead people and, and the children being massacred and things like that. And he was angry about it. And, yeah. and, and th I think that kind of scared the other people a little, just like the uh, Armada coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two aircraft carriers. Things like that scare the other side, you know, um, and they've, they're refreezing the six billion yeah they got cutter to do that you know and this is you know we're, we're jumping around a little bit from topic to topic which is great i want to talk a little bit about that because initially the biden administration was saying oh the six billion had nothing to do with this six billion had nothing to do with this um now they're refreezing it and i actually predicted this yesterday we're recording this on thursday i actually predicted this yesterday on wednesday saying that this investigation into links between Iran and Hamas's operation was nonsense. Everybody knows that Hamas is a proxy for Iran. They're looking for a pretext to reverse that transfer of the assets. How come you never told me? I like to keep it secret. You know, you know how I keep it secret? I put it up at hot I air. It. <laughs> put it up at hot air. It's a total secret. That's, that's the best way to keep a secret, Jeff. Not me. I read it. Sorry. Uh, well, good. I'm glad that you I'm glad that I tipped you off at least. But I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I guess I'm a little surprised that Cutter decided to cooperate. Um, Cutter is, you know, Cutter has uh, they're hosting the Hamas leadership at the moment. And they're they are trying to be seen as somebody that can do business with Iran. And uh, <laughs> I have a feeling that the Iranians are not very happy uh, with Cutter's leadership at the moment. Cutter is like turkey. They go both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on depending on which way the wind blows. And like the Ayatollah, he goes both ways too. <laughs> he likes male sheep and female sheep. Yeah, uh, I I don't I don't doubt it, Jeff. Um so I mean, do you think that that's how long is that six billion dollars going to be frozen? How long do you think that and by the way, I agree with you on Biden's speech. I do. I thought it was a really good speech. Um, but how long do you think of the war? Do you think so? Because yeah. I'm not so sure. I, well, until the war calms down, this is going to be a very long war. Okay. Um, Hamas doesn't, isn't going to surrender that easily, but they eventually will. Um, it's going to be a very long war. You, you know, you said before they're finding people hiding under houses, you know? That's it's almost like remember World War II where they find Japanese people in a cave like yep. for 20 years. Well, it's gonna be like that. Okay. Yep. Uh so I think when it the fighting calms down, they'll they'll because I don't think they could uh keep it that long. I sent my uh bank account number to President Biden in case he wanted to leave it somewhere. Um. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind a you know, a billion here and a billion there. You know, I could I could retire off of that. But I was too I busy trying to get you the job as Speaker of the House. <laughs> I wouldn't want that job. You know, I'm a masochist. That's the reason why I volunteered for it. I also volunteered for it because I'm really darn sure that nobody's going to take me up on the offer. <laughs> that's and not you. 
Sure. Yeah. I, I, I think my wife would say, are you out of your mind? Um, and, and, uh, yeah, frankly, the answer would be yes. Well, yeah, but, um, they're too busy fighting among themselves. Yeah. Um, I, I, so, but to get, getting back to the, getting back to the, to the war here, um, Israel has not yet started a ground operation and some are suggesting that that might be because they just need a little bit more time to get the intelligence they need. I, I am certain that there are Gazans now who are looking to avoid, you know, uh, the consequences of this, who might be talking about where Hamas is at in order to, in order to avoid too much damage to other areas. I have I mean, friends who were called up and just got there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's something to keep in mind too, is that they haven't even had a chance to assemble yet. You know, one of my friends is a parachuter. So I told him when he's done, come on over into my backyard. <laughs> but, um, it takes a while to get the troops together and to train the troops and make plans because they ha didn't have a plan. When, and that's it. They've been concentrating on the north. OK, because they thought they were going to be invaded by Hezbollah. And they didn't do any anything with the south you know and 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 that's the big problem one of the big problems well i mean it's one of the big problems right is that they weren't prepared for this i mean this is a i mean this is a shocking failure of both intelligence and preparation the towns uh, that, that they're talking about on television are like a mile or two miles away from the border yeah i mean it's very close yes. these are very yeah um they they have found penetration so as far out as Ashkelon I think was what I read. Well, so, Ashkelon is only three miles. Okay, um, but I mean that's pretty that's a pretty significant penetration for an invasion. I mean, it just is. Right, and they actually um, they've been targeting Tel Aviv also. It hasn't happened, but they've been sending missiles there. Right. Well, there they, were many missiles that been going there. Yeah. Early on, you know, because Tel Aviv was the first big city created by the um, people building Israel, right? So they hate yeah. it. Well, also because it's 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 the main travel center for for Israel, right? I mean, that's that's where the international airport's at. That's where the commerce goes back and forth through. I mean, that is a it's it's kind of like a in a way. Kind of like a New York of Israel, right? Um, well, yeah, but it's also where the nice beaches are, you know. Yes, where where the Jewish girls in bikinis are, you know. It, it it's a resort town, also. Matter of fact, when I was there, my wife kept wanting to go to Tel Aviv, stay in Tel Aviv, and I wanted to get out and see things. So yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they're aiming the missiles at at Tel Aviv. Um, they're, they're looking to paralyze the, uh, the the country economically as well as in terms That's of where the financial center is. Right. So in terms of also in terms of, you know, communication and communication, all its forms, not just, you know, uh, you know, talking and, and writing, but also in terms of being able to move things in and out of the country. Tel Aviv is well, the there rumors that Hamas has already done that. But, they were, you know, like I've always told you, Get two sources, 
Now yeah. I'm going to tell you, if your source hasn't been backed out uh, by an by IDF or the government, it's probably a lie. Well, I mean, that came up yesterday, right? Because there was the the um, the rumor that para, that Hezbollah had had sent paratroops into into northern Israel, and it turned out it was just a couple of drones. I mean, these guys are 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 definitely the, testing. What's that? They had a picture with babies in in a like in in jails, and everyone was going. I saw that. What was that? I I did see lie. that. It was. It, it, it wasn't happening. I, I wasn't even sure what it was supposed to represent. I saw it fly by on, on social media. And I was like, what the hell was that? Well, you got to understand they were something. Like in kennels. They were like in kennels, stacked up right. kennels. Or something. Yeah. Right. One thing that, uh, hey, um, that Hamas does is they create stories that make them look bad. So Israel calms down and thinks they're winning so they can attack. Well, now Hamas is now coming out and saying that none of their people killed civilians; that it was ordinary Gazans that came out and 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 killed the civilians. Which, um, since they are the government of of Gaza, it doesn't actually mean a whole lot. But I mean, that's that's also sort of nonsense, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's like saying uh, in a, in a in a Marine action that. The Marines are just American citizens and they, you know, they killed people, you know, just because they had to. Yeah. But there's a big difference, though, when when Hamas kills people, it's because they want to. That was the whole the, really the reason for the operation is they wanted to massacre Jews. Right. When Israel kills citizens, it's because it's collateral damage and they feel bad about it. And if Israel pilots did what Hamas is doing, they'd be in jail. Right, right. And that's because Israel actually has, you know, pays attention to, you know, to the best of their ability, pays attention to the the rules of warfare. But one of the rules of warfare is if if you are putting military and government assets among civilians then you are making those civilians legitimate military targets and that's what's happening in Gaza. it's what's always well, happening your shields and that's one of their what they always do yeah i mean so so i think it was last night i was you know on social media too much and there was a there was a there was a new york times article about how al-shifa hospital was uh, running out of power, and uh, the the people, the doctors there were saying that this is a mass war atrocity. It's going to be a mass atrocity because people are going to start dying. And there wasn't a single mention in that article that the Al Shifa Hospital is also known as Hamas headquarters. Hamas operates their um, their their main headquarters from inside Al Shifa Hospital. It's common knowledge. The Washington Post reported about it about nine, nine years ago, the last time that there was a, a major conflict between Israel and Hamas in Gaza. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows that Al-Shifa Hospital is Hamas headquarters, and the New York Times doesn't mention it at all right. in this article. It's just ridiculous. Um, and and so, yeah, that's part of this sort of propaganda war that unfortunately oh, oh, Western oh, media I mean, is just too, too eager to cooperate with. Well, I mean, they put Hamas and Israel on the same level. One is attacking, right. the other one's being attacked. You can't 
you can't make equalize them. You know, right. it, it, so, but that's what the newspapers do. Well, and the television media. It's like, oh, I, think, I think they think that Donald Trump works for the Israelis. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, but it's it's become partisanized like that. And I mean, we're seeing it on college campuses too. It's become completely partisanized where you've got, you know, college groups using an image of a paraglider for their rallies. My story though is Harvard because did you hear what happened afterwards? All the Harvard student organizations created a uh, anti-Israel um, propaganda. Um, I think it was a letter or something. And um, a Harvard uh, alumni got 10 other CEOs to um, tell everyone, we're not going to hire anyone from Harvard. Yeah, no, no. I, and yeah, and I was talking about that with Adam today on, um, on one of our Amiable Skeptics episodes. I was just recorded it about an hour or so before we started this one. Um, it's that type of accountability that's going to fix that problem. And yeah. it's very interesting that, that Wall Street is now pushing back against all this uh, you know, against this woke nonsense of which this is very much part. The whole decolonization crap is part of the wokery uh, that college campuses have been promoting forever. And well, but it's no different than saying math is racist. It's the way they think. <laughs> right. I mean, the whole thing's sorry for bringing out. I, I know you don't like math, but um, it was an example. <laughs> I, I like certain kinds of math. <laughs> there's there's some math that I, I would prefer to avoid, mostly having to do with age. <laughs> My son who graduated um, with applied math degree tells me I get mixed up between arithmetic and math. Yes. My son says the same thing to me. He's also got an advanced uh, mathematics degree. I said, anytime you need a calculator, I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, so, yes, at any rate. Um, when would you, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what you've heard. I'm not sure what you're seeing. When would you expect to see, what's the earliest that you would expect to see a ground incursion in Gaza at this point? I know the population is calling for it over and over. Um, they just formed the unity go government, and yeah, um, very interesting. And I think that they're gonna got to make a plan together. Okay, and it's interesting. I heard both Netanyahu and the new guy make speeches yesterday, and Netanyahu isn't a great le leader. If you listen to what he says, it's all it's. It's like, you know, remember when Obama, we used to count how many times it was me? Yeah. Netanyahu is like that. Gans isn't like that. And he seemed like a real leader. And when you look yeah. at the polls, he, he, he looks like he's going to be the next PM. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were kind of surprised he wasn't PM already. Right. But it is. But I mean, I want to ask you about that. You, I mean, you're very much an expert on Israeli politics. 
I mean, I thought it was astounding. I, I mean, it wasn't surprised. I don't want to say I was surprised, right? Because this is what happens when you are under attack is that you usually form unity governments. Um, you know, the British did it in the early days of World War II, right? They they put aside partisanship, they came together, they brought everybody, the best and the brightest from both from all parties to get together to defeat the Nazis. So it, I wasn't surprised that Israel had uh, it eventually did it a lot. What's that? They did it in 67. Right. They did it in 73. They even did it for COVID. Even though Biden I, says he fixed the COVID in Israel. Yeah, I actually kind of forgotten that they formed a unity government for that. But but I mean, how I mean, that really does say something when you've got Netanyahu and Benny Gantz <laughs> getting together and cooperating in a government together. I mean, this is about the only situation in which that might have been possible. Well, you got to understand uh, something as dirty as our politics are. Israel's politics are 10 times dirtier. Okay. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot more competition. It's a multi-party, it's a real multi-party democracy. And but it's also, the verbiage is a lot nastier. Yeah. This is like 19th century American politics, when you could call somebody a, um, basically, I, I think actually literally a hermaphrodite. <laughs> I don't think they've used America. that. I mean, they've used traitor a lot. Which, you know, if, if you're running for office and willing to give up your life, I mean, not kill yourself, but your life to 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 be in politics and help run the country, you can't be a tra traitor. No. You know? No. Unless you're Bob Menendez. That's a whole other subject, though. He got indicted. I mean, his new indictment is conspiracy to act as a foreign agent for Egypt. Which right. is basically espionage. They're accusing them of passing state secrets to Egypt. They're, I mean, I don't think that they're using the Espionage Act, but I think that basically what they're accusing them of is espionage. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, politics can get awfully dirty. So when you have a situation, especially in Israel, where a unity government is formed, I think it really speaks to the singular focus that Israel now has to take in regards to its um, security with Hamas. And I well, think that Israel has the people around them too. Israel has a lot of issues that are splitting the country, like the legal one with the judges. So you know, right. and all of them gave up their their battles to coalesce behind this effort. And the minute the election, the 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 war is over, they're going to start fighting again. You know, it's like that old see that old uh, joke about putting two Jews in a room and you get fifteen opinions. Yep. But it's true in Israel. Yeah. Well, it's also true here, but yeah, it's gonna say it's not it's not limited to Israel, my friend. <laughs> but um it, it, they they were fighting internally. Yeah. All right, we should probably wrap this up though, but um what comes next in Israel? I mean, obviously we're waiting for the ground incursion. Um I think by next weekend it'll be next. it'll be ready. So not this weekend, but the weekend after. The latest. Yeah, I think it's. I think we're a day or two away myself. But um, oh, oh, yes, yeah, yes, next that next weekend is a bye week for the Jets. <laughs> so they can go invade because they don't have to watch a game. There you go. Or on the other hand, they can invade when the Jets are playing, so nobody has to watch that game either. All right, Jeff Dunn, it's Lidblog.com. 
Um, on the tweeters as uh, at uh, Yid with Lid, and uh, you should be checking all that out. You're on the uh, Mark Shaftline report um, quite often now. About so, an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, just on it. So we're catching you on the flip side of that. So, all right, folks, uh, be sure you're following Jeff. And Jeff, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. <laughs>